everyone, and thank you for listening to Brain Foods, the podcast on women changemakers. I'm your host, Hannah Becker, and today I have the great pleasure to introduce you to Gaia. Welcome, Gaia. It's a pleasure to have you today on the Brain Foods Season 2 podcast. Gaia is the founder of FinUpRise, a fintech company that empowers individuals to make an impact through their investments. She's originally from Italy, but now lives in Denmark. You have held quite a broad variety of positions, Gaia. You are now the founder of Finnerprise, who worked with innovation, operations, and strategy, and have somewhat of a marketing background. And I am super excited to have you today on the show, exactly because of your really diverse background and your intriguing journey into the fintech world. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your fintech startup journey to date? Of course. And first of all, thank you, Hannah, for having me on the podcast. I've always been passionate about investing. And that is why I, a long time ago, I mean, not too long, but decided to study finance in my bachelor. During my studies, I realized that there was one thing that I was more passionate about, and that was entrepreneurship and startups. So this passion grew stronger. And that's why I ended up working for startups in London and Milan and Copenhagen. And eventually I had decided that it was time to start something on my own. Um, and Finaprise was born out of these two passions, the one for startups and entrepreneurship and the one for investing and finance. Um, so far, it has been an extremely insightful journey. Um, I learned a lot about the fintech ecosystem, uh, both here in, the, in Denmark and the Nordics, but also everywhere in the world. And at the same time, I've had the opportunity to run a business and build a business from, you know, from the ground up that you definitely have to try yourself uh, before seeing how it is. And so it has been a journey that has not been necessarily linear. Um, there have been bumps in the road and the there was a lot to learn and, and figure out, but it's been extremely rewarding. Really appreciate that you say it was a really bumpy road, but that you combined your passions and went for founding your own business. Can you tell us a bit more about what FinnerPrize is about and what is the problem that you are addressing with the free impact investing app? So the vision behind FinnerPrize is to empower retail investors, so those investors um, on the stock market, to have a say with their money. And we are building an impact investing app because there are plenty of people out there that would like to incorporate their values, impact, and sustainability in their investing process, but they are confused by the amount of different information, data out there, and they mm. know about greenwashing and they don't know um, if they are subject to it and they don't really have the time or knowledge to actually research and go through documents and websites and, and reports to actually figure out where the truth lies. So by creating an easy to understand and comprehensive investing app, we want to make impact investing mainstream and reach those individuals that belong to the categories of society that have traditionally invested, but also those categories that have traditionally not invested, uh, such as, for example, women. And, and, and by reaching both these categories and adding impact investing to the invest 
testing process, we are basically giving everybody the possibility to use their money, um, speak up, and especially, you know, those parts of the, the, the society that are not investing right now, they would have um, an even bigger opportunity to do so with our app. That is a, a really great introduction, I think, to the world of impact investing. And to just provide a little bit of context here on the top, we can see that uh, bringing impact investing into the mainstream, as you also nicely highlighted here, would provide some new firepower in the push to achieve the sustainable development goals. So it's really hot topic at the moment. Um, we know that the cost to meet these sustainable development goals are really steep. They amount to about 7 trillion US dollars annually, including um, 4 trillion for emerging markets here alone. And it's really difficult, as you say, like there's so many different indicator metrics that one can look at when it comes to impact investment. So I think we must be very creative in mobilizing a private uh, capital to reach the sustainable development goals via impact investment, but then also find a way how, how to provide like a good feedback mechanism to investors to show them exactly where their money goes and what type of return they can make from it and what type of impact it really has. Impact investing is now a star and we can see um, that maybe women are just the reason why in the future. Gaia, what is your perspective on this statement? I believe the investments in um, impact investing as grew 25 times what they were in at the end of the 90s. And um, this is because people um, and investors are seeing how um, there is this need to, you know, impact and have a say in what the companies are doing. These are the companies that in the last 200 years have been um, doing what has brought us today um, to have in terms of climate change, in terms of problems in communities and, 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 uh, and different aspects of, of our daily lives. As we said before as well, women are still an underserved segment in the, in the financial and investing industry. And um, there, there, there are still wage gap issues in the world, but then, um, and, and women are considered more cautious and they save traditionally more than men, but they end up having less wealth later on in life because they don't invest as much. And I think, yes, of, of course, we can argue for more cautiousness, we can argue for a certain culture, but it is also true that um, this has been changing. It's a slow process. Um, and it, it's happening that women are more and more um, getting closer to investing and getting to know um, this space because they they are realizing that it's not just about growing their wealth it's also about um, you know impacting the world around them so impact investing becomes relevant in giving a voice to this group of people as well women are such an unserved um, target group so far if we just look at some of the percentage of people that do invest in the, in the stock market, but at the same time, they are driving a lot of change. So we can see that some of the wins that are coming from investing in the US when it comes to impact investment, it turns out that uh, it's really women that are the driving force here behind change. 
we can see that female clients are almost twice as likely as their male counterparts to say it is important that the companies they invest in integrate some of the um, ESG factors or some other um, sustainable development goals. So it seems like women do care maybe a bit differently about their investment. Um, with Finnick Price, it seems that impact finance is really easy. How so? Yeah, so impact finance is easy with Finoprice because we really focus on understanding what was making investing difficult. Um, and we realized that barriers that are present in the, in the current and traditional investing is the fact that there is a lot of jargon. There is a, the platforms are defined and designed for people that already know investing. They know how to do that. They know all the terms. And, and this is because these are people that have been probably um, taught by their parents um, how to invest and they have been over time getting to know investing. Impact investing per se is something new that still has to be uh, learned and needs to become mainstream as we said at the mm. very beginning. So taking into consideration that traditional finance can be um, difficult to enter for people that don't know uh, much about investing and impact investing is difficult for basically most um, also more knowledgeable um, people because it's not like a clear-cut um, mainstream solution that it's out there that everybody know so we boiled it down to data that everybody can understand and ev that everybody can have an opinion on and we presented in a way that you know, uh, it's easy, comprehensive, it's comparable. And this, we believe, is making impact investing easy because it's making impact investing something that uh, everybody can do, everybody can understand and have an opinion on um, just because the data is presented in an unbiased way and as it would be presented, you know, to um, somebody learning or to a kid uh, in a way so that it's, it's just simple and comprehensive. Interesting. I really like to focus here on um, data. So you say you display data in a more comprehensive, more easy to understand fashion. What role does data and data sharing play in the impact game? I definitely think that data is at the core of the impact game because it is important for not only retail investment, but at the end of the day for everybody to understand what's the consequence of an action of a, of a company. So it is important to understand what these impact metrics are and what these companies are measured against, uh, but both for the companies, but also for, for people to form, once again, an opinion. And because sustainability and impact are not black and white, but are based on also on personal preferences, I could have a preference for gender equality on... On, in companies and somebody might have a preference for CO2 emissions. It is mm -hmm. important that data is presented and it's also put into context and it's as shared as much as possible so that um, it creates and paints a clear picture about a certain company and about a certain industry and that everybody mm -hmm. can understand that. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of uh, sense. That is often very difficult, like looking at these different metrics and different ways to to measure impact. It can get very confusing to um, start looking into impact finance. 
Now, Gaia, having heard about your success story as a founder and you're such a big um, figure when it comes to women in fintech, what would be the brain fruits, the recommendations you would give for anyone, but especially women that want to get started with a purposeful, impactful career in fintech? Yeah, so I I have a few books that I think are um, are quite good and can be, you know, brain fruits. I really like this expression. Um, there is one called Breaking Banks, uh, which mm-hmm. talks about different founders in the, in the fintech space. Um, there is another book called uh, Worth It, um, which is more about you know, general finance, but I believe it can be a good starting point in also understanding how people relate to finances and investing. Um, And then another one, which is less related to finance, but more to women, um, which is Invisible Women, Explaining Data Bias in a World Designed for Men. Um, And I think that's quite um, a good book and and good knowledge to have as a woman to understand also the, the world we are moving in. Um, and then I have a couple of podcasts, I think, that um, that I find very interesting. Um, there is uh, one podcast called Invested, about investing and about, uh, and this, it's, a, it's a nice um, communication between a father and a daughter um, talking about investing. And I think it's interesting to understand how normal everyday people relate to investing. And then another one called Women in Finance, which is uh, different women that work in finance talking. Gaia, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Where can people find you and FinUpRise? Yes, so it's um, FinUpRise.com or find us on uh, Instagram on the handle FinUpRise. And feel free to reach out and connect with me on LinkedIn um, as Gaia Balossi. Thank you so much for being on the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you and to talk about one of my favorite topics here as well, which is impact finance. Thank you, Hannah, for having me.